Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Chris Spockman with you, Spock Sports Show here on Buck92, MyMichiganPodcast.com. Got Brad Gross, Jamison Latham, Josh Wilson here with me. And Coach, uh, four years of varsity football. Did you play four years of varsity football back in your day? Uh, I played uh, two games as a freshman. Two games as a freshman. All right, so you got moved up at the end at the end yep. of the year. Yep. All right, and so thinking about these guys, started both ways as freshmen, I believe, didn't they? I don't. Really jo- Josh, just kind of. Well, you were starting left tackle. I think you were running back and defensive back. Jameson, is that correct? Yeah, and Josh, by the end of the year, you're kind of all over on defense too, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, and so for these guys to play that much varsity football, what does that mean to you as a coach? Well, it means we should have guys that are experienced on the field. I mean, they should know where everything goes and where everything should be. And so when you get in the game time, I shouldn't have to coach near as much. They should be able to take care of it on the field. That's what that should mean. Yeah, Josh Jamison, when I say four years of varsity football, what does that mean to you guys? What comes to mind? Uh, looking at Josh, I'd probably say it's been a long time, and it feels like this is like the last couple opportunities that we have, but just another season for the most part. Josh? Definitely. I mean, been playing together for all four years. I mean, we've been playing together for our whole life, basically. So, And uh, Jameson, when you see Josh, I think he's played just about every position. What's it like having him as a teammate? Well, it's definitely a lot nicer having someone that will go play wherever position you need to. I've been pretty fortunate. I've only played running back, obviously, and um, same couple positions on defense. It's nice having the guys that are willing to play wherever you need to have them. Yep, Coach, how much better does that make your team? Well, it, it, I always I tell my I tell my kids they always want to know, Dad, where do you think I'm going to play? I tell them, well, you're going to play wherever the coach puts you, because being a coach, you kind of like, hey, I might need a we might need somebody to play tackle this week, or you might need somebody to play guard, or you might need somebody to play tight end, or you need a running back. I mean, we talked about the McBain game a few years when we had the injuries and we had to move Jason Clark from guard to fullback. <laughs> I mean, you, you, just nice to have guys that you can move around. Yep, and now flip that to you, Josh. I mean, I keep, imagine you can't quite how many times you've looked up and seeing number six just going to the end zone all alone. What's it like having him as a teammate? It's awesome. I mean... He's a workhorse. He takes a lot of load off of other guys, and, I mean, it's just someone who's reliable when you can give him the ball, and he'll get three, four yards, and then he has a speed to break off a big 60-yard touchdown. Now, for you personally moving all around, is that fun for you? And, and like I said, Coach coach appreciates everything you're doing, so don't be worried about him. Is that fun for you to wish you had stuck with one position through your high school career? Or I guess Wade kind of moving around maybe set that example for you a little bit too. No, I mean, it's it's fun. I like doing it. I mean, just knowing that I can, like, help the team out in different ways, either whether it's blocking or running or catching anything. Yeah, but last year you got the ball quite a bit as well, too, playing that tight end spot, didn't you? Yeah. And now state finals your freshman year. COVID, bleh, we'll just leave that. Last year a one-point loss. Not just you guys, but this whole team. How hungry are you guys for this year? Very. I mean, last year we felt like we got one that like slipped away from us, and knowing that we had a really good opportunity to win that game. We just didn't execute on quite a few plays. And then obviously being in the state finals, we obviously want to get back there. That's like everyone's goal. Yep. And it's just something we always work for. Jameson? Yeah, I'd say that we always have pretty high um, expectations, but losing a game like that a couple of years ago and then losing our district final game last year the way we did definitely sets the tone for 
guys to be hungry and want to get back there and change uh, different outcomes for the end of the season and end on a winning note. Coach, is that something you've noticed this offseason? Well, yeah, I've noticed it. The, the, the kids work hard, and I think that we've talked about tradition yeah. before, and they, they expect – I mean, you said what are the – you asked me what team goals were, and I don't know if these guys heard it. But so I, I don't need to ask them what their team goals are. I'm sure I know they want to win every game and go to the state finals. I mean, that's, that's their goal. That's my goal. And I think that's kind of why these guys – and I think we all fit together well because that's what I expect out of them, and I, they expect that out of me, you know. So they expect me to do my job to get us where we need to be. So – I think that's why we kind of get along really well. I mean, I think our kids understand what, you know, uh, yes, big big expectations, but at the same time, you know, that's what, we, that's what tradition is. Yeah, but I mean, and there's some schools, fortunately, unfortunately, that those expectations aren't realistic. And for you guys, the really cool part is, is they are realistic expectations. You're not shooting for the moon or anything like that. No, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play any. I wouldn't want to coach somebody that didn't have that expectations. I mean, oh man, we're going to go three and six this year. That oh man, we get, that doesn't. That to me, that's not. That doesn't yeah, sound that, like any fun at all. That'd be hard for you to be in that room and just what? How's how's that a mindset? You just have never been around that before because you've grown up in this tradition as well. Yep. Yep. For sure. And now your favorite part of favorite part of football, coach. Uh, what what is it? My favorite part of football. Yep. Friday night. Friday night. Just. The lights and the, the atmosphere and, you know, the practices might not be great all week sometimes or the the dog days of two-a-days drag on, but when you get to Friday night, it's like there's, I don't know, you can't explain it. There's nothing I, like it. I mean, I, I, this is one of those I wish I, I had the video of you with your hands up because, like you said, you're trying to reach for yeah, something I, to I, say, but there, there's nothing there because it's that special. Yeah, I mean, I've played it. I've coached it. I mean, I've been at the highs. I've been at the lows and – even the lows, you still remember them, and they were still you still they still cherish the memory. So, yep, Josh, I mean, same thing. It's something you never really get to experience besides in high school, and it's just something where like the whole community will come out and everyone's out there supporting you, and especially in Beale City, it's like you expect to be there on Friday. Like you shouldn't be anywhere else. <laughs> Jameson, yeah, I kind of say same thing that both of them would say. When you're younger, you come to the games and look up to all the guys on the field and then just anticipate your turn being on the field. So after all those years just watching it, it's really fun when you get to finally experience it yourself. Kind of an odd sidebar here, but back when I was talking with uh, Chillman, when I did this, you know, a little series talking with all of our local schools on another podcast we do, I was talking about you know, the fact that it's the elementary school, the middle school, and the high school are all here together, that's not like that at a lot of places. You know, even Shepherd, where, you know, I grew up, small-town community, you know, the, the elementary schools, you know, across the way, you never see the high school kids. How much does that affect you guys as elementary school kids, seeing those guys in the hallway every single day, that kind of stuff? Definitely. I mean, you're walking, like, you see them every day, so you have to, like, set a good example. And, I mean, it's just you always look up to them. Jameson, same thing for you? Yeah, I would say, like, you start to form different types of connections with those types of guys. I mean, you're kind of all similar, and age doesn't really provide too big of a barrier. So some old upperclassmen, no matter how different part and age they are, kind of take you under their wing and then just start to form those connections. That's something you remember from back in your day. Sorry for saying that again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's all right. I, I'd rather be old than dead. That's Touché, what I always say, yeah. so... But, uh, I mean, I remember looking up to the Todd Schaefers. I mean, I remember, I mean, I want to be like Todd Schaefer. I remember seeing them, Mike Zion, those guys played in the state finals. I was like, man, I want to be there. I want to do that. And then, you know, and then I was fortunate enough to do that. And I'm sure, you know, 
I was I had this conversation with Caden Smith one time on the way back from your or back from your uh, radio show last year. I was like, I told Caden, I was like, you might not understand this, but those kids look up to you. They want to be Caden Smith pitching. They want to be Jamison Latham running the ball. They want to be Josh Wilson, you know, making the big tackle or the sack. That those kids look up to that, and whether you like it or not, you're 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 a role model. So you know, I was I never thought of it that way when I was playing, but I think. I think Caden kind of got a new little perspective on on football and baseball and basketball when he when I told him that last year and he kind of you know he, he did mention it to me I think one time and says you know hey I never really thought of it that way and you know appreciate you you know letting me see that yep and I've told all of you guys and people have heard my story enough that I was too big of a dipstick in high school to you know <laughs> to to play the sports I wish I would have but Ben Brock Joe Shanowski Walt Barry were all guys that you know I grew up looking up to that were in high school when I was you know a third fourth grader and going back playing on the fake basketball hoop and I live right behind the high school too so on a Saturday or Sunday morning you'd see me you know a little seven-year-old me throwing a football to myself out there and all that stuff um School question for you guys, Jameis and Josh. Uh, is there a class you guys are most looking forward to with school starting up here? I'm definitely looking forward towards math, but not so much the English part. Yeah, you got to be so much smarter than I am. What about <laughs> you, Josh? Um, digital media. It's All right. a tech center class. Pat on stop. Yep. yep. All right. Awesome. How about you, Coach? No. <laughs> uh, no, no, none for me. And I imagine for you, work gets kind of crazy at Brad Gross Electric during the football season because you're working, you're coaching, and uh, probably got to have a little bit earlier mornings than usual, don't you? Well, we start at 7, and I just make sure the first couple weeks that I, I'm done done at 2. So I try, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that, and I have a good employee that takes care of stuff when I'm away. So <laughs> That's important. It, it's yeah. very important for sure. And now – I can ask all three of you this, too, because I think you'll kind of, you know, when I ask kids this the last couple of years, they just kind of, you know, flabbergasted by it. What would your guys' school experience be like if there was no high school sports? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say so many less guys would be motivated to do good in school just because of eligibility and just would take away the routine of going to school, going to practice, and then looking forward to games at the end of the week during the fall and track meets and baseball games and basketball games during the winter just take away so much of it and that's something I can attest to you know when I was a freshman and a sophomore my grades were okay when I played uh, basketball but after I didn't play I stopped caring about a lot of that stuff and it it might sound dumb to people who aren't into sports at all but it just the way it can motivate you is just such a big deal coach go back thinking about your time in high school if there was no high school sports what would it have been like I I couldn't imagine it I, I did like I say, these guys, I don't, I don't know if I would have wanted to go. I probably would have went, I would have farmed. I might, yeah. might have went to, well, I might have went to, I might have went to school for till 10th grade and said, I don't need this no more. Or what am I, what am I doing? I mean, that's, I don't know if I would have done that, but I can see that happening. But with all the sports you were able to play, there was no way you were going to do that because sports were such a big part of your life. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And for sure. same goes for these kids. Like I said, there's not hating on the kid who goes to school every day that doesn't play sports that gets the 4.0. Like, that's awesome, too. But I just think it's such a cool thing to put at. And I don't think people realize how much sports just is involved with the high school, and in particular, high school football. You know, I was talking with Terry Hesbrook about this a, a few months ago, and it's like when a school has a good football season, it just kind of sets the school year off on, on the right foot for, for everybody else. Do you guys kind of feel that here at Beale City? Yeah, I mean, it. I mean, it's one of those, like, yeah, it does, just, do you feel like it carries into basketball season and then, yeah. you know, into baseball season for you guys? It just kind of starts everything up. Yep. Kids want to come out, watch it, and just... Yeah, success breeds success. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, if, 
everybody's successful, everybody feels a little bit better, everybody's happier, you know, then everything just goes, clicks a lot better. And you guys are both multi-sport athletes, successful in everything you have done. Um, how much have the other sports helped you? And Jameson, I want to particularly ask you, your track and field stud, getting out of the blocks, how much has that helped you as a running back if you're splitting out wide as a wide receiver or getting ready to blitz off the line? Yeah, I feel like I haven't really noticed it too much as I hopefully will this upcoming season. But just running from track and coming out of the blocks, I can tell like when we're doing sprints how much it's made an impact in um, there's so much similarities that if you do it right, they will help you so much as a running back. Yeah, and Josh, I'm going to you know continue to say this for this entire year. You and Logan Barodichuk, the only two guys that were on the Spock and Highball All-22 team, the Spock starting five for basketball. And you know, baseball, you guys did pretty well too. How, how much do those other sports help you with football? A lot. I mean, they obviously keep you in shape, but baseball I think is the biggest one with your – like mental aspect of the game because baseball is so much harder mentally than football is and it just helps you in those two sports like staying positive and if you get down you're going to go on a cold streak shooting or like in football you can just kind of poison the team with a bad attitude and stuff like that coach what, what do you think about the multi-sport athlete stuff and hearing that from these two i just it works different muscles it, like I, I agree totally with josh the thinking different games thinking back and forth you know, getting out of the blocks uh, track-wise. I mean, I've never was a track guy, but uh, I just think the multiple athletes, you use different you use different muscles. You different, And the other thing you don't think about is you might have different teammates. So you have different teammates in this sport, but then you work – so you work with different people. So not, that just goes back to helping with each sport, but also helps you with the life portion of it. Yep. And, right? Yeah, and talk so, a little bit more about that life portion because I think that's the most important thing. Well, I mean, you go to work every day. So, I mean, these guys might – graduate and you know go to go to college but then in the summer if they got a job you might get an employee you're not really you know oh man i don't like working with this guy well you got to deal with it you know and then you might not do you know just gives you the certain things that i might not like doing some things but you got to you got to work your way through them and i'm not saying that they've had bad teammates but you get teammates that you like better than others or you know some guys are just different on the field and and it's different. That's that's kind of life, you know. You have your ups and downs in life, and you got to deal with the, with the highs and the lows. Yeah, like so the, the high, I think that's one of the big things too is the highs and the lows that you experience in high school sports. I mean, you guys talked about the Fowler game last year. You, you know that game had you guys down, but had you motivated coming back again. But later in life, there's going to be more difficult things that happen than that, as Coach Gross can attest to. In those moments, how much did they prepare you? You know what I mean? When you you know, you know were losing games, but then you had a difficult situation, how much did you lean back on those experiences? Well, or do you, you? You have to lean back on those experiences because that's the best way to learn. I mean, you learn from all those experiences. And we always say as in football, like we, we learn more when we don't play so well, and we learn more when we lose than we do when you win. When you win, you think, oh, I'd say, okay, nothing, nothing's really wrong. Well, when you lose, you think, whoa, everybody takes a broader look at the spectrum, you know, like we just had our scrimmage. And I think these guys were disappointed with their scrimmage, and I, I'm not trying to say they were they played terrible, but I think they could have. They feel like they could have played better, and we've talked about that stuff. So it's like, okay, so now they're really focused in on fixing those things so we don't have those mistakes this week against Ravenna. Yep, and now playing for Coach Gross. You guys have been able to do it for four years now. Uh, what's what's that like? Talk about that. And you know, in particular, somebody that you know had the success here at Beale City, like he knows what it takes. Um, I definitely don't think it's what someone would expect. Like, I don't think many people would see how calm of a guy he is around and what a typical practice goes like through, but it's definitely been fun and 
not what a normal person would expect, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. He knows what it takes to win. And the biggest part, I think, is he, like, he works with us. We've changed so much, like, from last year and even the year before and, like, our playbook and stuff. And he just – he listens to us. Like, we give him our ideas. He tells us our ideas. And we just – we work together, basically. Yeah, and some of that, Coach, probably comes from all this experience that these guys have. You know, when Josh is playing tight end and he maybe notices a particular route on a passing play that might be better, you're going to listen because they got that experience, don't Oh, absolutely. I mean, and everything – the coach is part of the team. I mean, it's not I'm the guy and you do exactly what I want to do. If they see something, they like doing something, you gotta you got to kind of adapt your – I mean, going to what Josh says, you got to adapt your offense a little bit to what your, what your team does well. So, you know, if, if you're just – if you're 310 pounds across the line, yeah, you line up and run over people. Yep. But if you're, you're – as this year, what, maybe you have a 150-pound, 160-pound guard – might not be able to just run at, you know, 220, 230 all night long. So you got to adjust things, and, and that's what you're just doing best for the team and what's best for the kids. Yep. And now I think this is the most important question I always like to ask kids. What do you guys learn on the field that you can't learn in the classroom? This might be something we kind of talked about a little bit already, but James, to talk about that. Yeah, I think uh, Coach Gross kind of already talked about it a little bit with dealing with adversity and dealing with people that you might not necessarily have to outside. But you learn to work together with 10 other guys on the field and the rest of your team off the field, and it just brings you so much together with people that you might not necessarily know other than that. Yeah, I mean, definitely the same thing they said, just working with adversity and just pushing through things. Yep, Coach, you got anything to add to that? Uh, I mean, (laughs) we've talked about it. I mean, and those guys guys hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's just dealing dealing with adversity – uh, working that hard and I think today's day and age some of the you know with with the technology and all that good stuff you don't have to work as hard as you used to and I'm not saying kids don't work hard I'm not trying to get there but the you know how many guys bail hay in a hay mow at 98 degrees anymore not very many that you know the automation has taken that yep. taken that toll but to come out with a two a day and go through what these guys went through you know when we talked about this last time these kids are like oh we're done with two a days because it's, it's hard work. It's You run and you lift and you football and you're moving around. And not many, you know, people just don't go out and do that for five hours or six, you know, whatever, the, what it takes. So and I, th- I think it's the, the feeling that people have after they get done with the marathon. You know, like you're tired, yeah. you're exhausted, but there's this satisfying feeling of what you had accomplished. And I imagine it's tenfold in football when you guys get together, get done as a team with those two-a-days. It's like, all right, boys, we made it through. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the fun to begin, essentially, I should say. Oh, for sure. Yep, and now uh, I was going to ask my last question, why is football great? But I think we've kind of been answering it for about 20 minutes now or so. <laughs> yep. Um, and the reason why I ask that question every time, what do you learn on the field that you can in the class? Cause Coach Gross, that's, that's so important. High school education is great. But as we heard these youngsters talk about and you talk about, High school without high school sports, it would just be a totally different thing. So we need to continue to shine a light on them and how important they are, I think. Do you guys agree? Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Appreciate it, guys. And we'll see you guys Friday. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Another big, big thank you to those three taking some time to chat with me. All right. The high school football schedule. All right. We are just going to run through it. You remember Chris Berman's fastest three minutes? Uh, Some of you might be too young for that. But Chris Berman used to roll through all the football scores and highlights in like three minutes during Monday Night Football's halftime. So I'm going to do something similar to that because I'm just going to roll through our high school football schedule and we're going all the way towards the end of October when we could see some snow on the field after these hot, hot first couple weeks. All right, here we go. First 
first game we will cover on Buck 92 is coming up Thursday. Elma at Shepherd. Also that same night, Mount Pleasant is at Saginaw Heritage. Friday, August 25th, Beale City is at Ravana. We will be covering that game. Also Blanchard Montebella at Cigarette Academy. And Freeland is at Clare. Week 2, we will cover Thursday, August 31st, Mount Pleasant at Midland. There's a bunch of other games on that Thursday night as well. It's Farwell's at Cigarette Academy. Shepherd is at Sanford Meridian. Pinconning at Clare. Friday the 1st of September, Frankenmuth is at Elma. And we will be covering Ross Common at Beale City. Week 3, oh, that is going to be some fun. Most of the games now on Fridays as, you know, school's up and rolling for all of our local schools. But for some schools, they'll finally be up and rolling after Labor Day. But Friday the 8th of September, Beale City is at McBain. Gladwin is at Shepherd. Claire is at Beaverton. And Birch Run is at Elma. We'll be covering the Mount Pleasant Oilers at home as they take on St. Thomas Moore Hamilton from Canada. They're one of the top ranked teams in Canada. They come to Michigan to play somebody every year. It should be a fantastic game. Then Saturday, Sacred Heart Academy is down at Portland St. Pat's. We will bring that game for you. And all of these games are 7 o'clock kickoffs as I continue to roll through our schedule. We are now on week 4. Beale City is at Houghton Lake. Shepherd's at Beaverton. Byron is at Sacred Heart Academy. Gladwin is at Clare. Elma is at Bay City John Glenn. And I will be making that trick track part of me to Traverse City so you don't have to. So we'll be covering the Mount Pleasant Oilers as they take on TC Central. 27-21 was the final last year in a great, great contest. Week 5. All these games are on Friday, September 22nd. Freeland is at Elma. Claire is at Harrison. Vesterberg is at Sigurd Academy. Shepard is at Ovid Elsie. Mount Pleasant is at Bay City Western. And we will be in Beale City as they take on the Trojans of Lake City. Moving on to week six. Thursday, we've got the Sigurd Academy Irish at Fulton. That official shortage. Sigurd has got some Thursdays, some Saturdays. Good for us, bad for them. If you're somebody that could be an official out there, head to the MHSA.com and click on that Be the Referee tag. All right, Thursday. 928 Sacred Heart Academy at Fulton. Friday will be back in Beale City as they host Everett. That was a really close game last year with Carter Fussman. Game save and defensive play to win it for the Aggies. Also that Friday night, Bay City Central is at Midland. Harrison is at Shepherd. Okemos is at Clare. And Elma is at Bridgeport. Moving on to week seven. We are now in October. Thursday, another Thursday game for Sacred Heart Academy is there at Morris. We'll be covering that one on Buck 92. Also, Elma at Saginaw Swan Valley on Friday and other Friday games. Sanford Meridian at Clare. Shepherd at Pinconning and Beale City at Leroy Pine River will be at home for Mount Pleasant as they take on the other Traverse City foe in the Saginaw Valley League, Traverse City West. Week 8, Manton at Beale City. Shepherd at Clare. Essexville Garber at Elma. And the game we'll be covering on Friday the 13th is Midland Dow at Mount Pleasant. Ooh, what a great rivalry that all always is. We do have a Thursday game that week as well, the 12th, as Weberville is at Sacred Heart Academy. Week 9, the final week of the high school football season. Mount Pleasant at Linden. Beale City at Harbor Beach. Claire at Petoskey. Elma is at Big Rapids and we'll be down in Ithaca as the Shepherd Blue Jays make that trek south to take on their rival. And Sacred Heart Academy is at Coleman on Saturday. We're planning on covering that game as well, pending athletic director approval. Alright, I said through, said I was going to run through it fast. Now there it is right there, our high school football schedule and the games we're covering for a closer look at everything go to the spock sports facebook page as i kind of do a little breakdown of all the games every week in particular the games that we are covering all right next time you talk to me on spock sports show we are going to be talking high school football baby and actual games played thanks so much tuning in this week make sure you join us thursday elma hosting shepherd and friday beale city at ravana as high school sports are back on the buck 92 airwaves thanks so much tune in to spock sports show 7 p.m every monday night on buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts and at mymichiganpodcast.com.
Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.